Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Hello, everybody. Chad Harris here, sharing with you my two cents on the CDC eviction moratorium. So if you've read anything about it, essentially, the CDC has put a hold on evictions for tenants who cannot pay rent from beginning of September through the end of December of 2020. So real quick, I'm going to talk about what is involved with the moratorium, what I see the impact being in the short term, how to handle it if you're a landlord, and then long term, what I think the impact will be. I'm going to go through it real quick. So stay with me. All right, so what the moratorium is, it says that if a tenant is unable to pay their rent, they cannot be evicted for non-payment of rent. That tenant has to, if they're unable to pay their rent and to abide by the moratorium, they have to fill out a declaration that states they have paid as much rent as they can, they're unable to pay the full amount of rent, they have seeked all avenues for government assistance to pay their rent, and they understand that all their rent is due at the end. That's essentially what's in the declaration form. Now, that's the only reason that the moratorium is in place for <laughs> evictions, is for non-payment of rent, fees, um, other associated expenses. Okay, now, the bad news is if you watch the news or read the news or however you get your news, it sounds terrible. CNBC says that this could affect 41% of renters in Ohio, in my state. 41% of renters. So they're stating that close to half of the renters probably will not be able to pay their rent. But the upside is that this moratorium only affects renters who make less than $198,000 a year. So if you are a landlord and your renters make more than $198,000 a year, you don't have to worry. You can still evict them for non-payment of rent. I'm not sure what that rent would be that they can't afford, um, but yeah, you can still evict them. Okay. So in reality, let's get back to reality, away from media, away from the news, away from uh, what's written, okay? The eviction ban is a very short-term thing or the eviction moratorium. And for me, it's been in effect for close to a month. And for me and for all the landlords that I've been talking to in my uh, area, hasn't affected us at all. Okay, so rest assured, you're okay. Things are going to be okay. If you're stressed about it, things will be okay. So in the short term, if you are worried about it, here's how to handle it. Here's what we should do as landlords. Number one, be upfront, communicate with our tenants. I'm not going to initiate the discussion with them but if they initiate the discussion, I'm going to be very upfront and clear with them that 
We still have a contract in place. They are still responsible for everything in that contract, just as I am responsible for everything in that contract, and that we will see the contract through. I'm going to communicate. I'm going to over-communicate. So if they, if they initiate that discussion or try to use this moratorium, um, then we're going to over-communicate that this is contractual law. We're going to uphold the lease. And I'm going to assume that they have legitimate income issues. We're going to offer them links to get assistance. So there are plenty of organizations in our area offering assistance to renters who can't pay their rent. Okay, so if one of our tenants reports that they're unable to pay rent, and especially if they turn in the declaration form that they cannot pay rent, we're gonna give them multiple uh, links or contact information for agencies to help them pay rent. And as it states in the declaration, we're gonna expect them to make partial payments of rent. So they are continuing to make payments. All of the fees and everything else that is in the lease already is going to continue to be in place for the lease. And that's how we're gonna handle it. Now, I think that's going to be a very minute portion of tenants. And of the, that small portion, I think most of them are gonna get assistance. That's my two cents, okay? I don't think it's going to have a large impact at least in our market, in, Ohio, in the Ohio market, it is hard for tenants to find a new place to live. It is a hot rental market. People don't wanna move. So they may have this concept that they're gonna get out of rent, but when we as owners or landlords or property managers, whatever title you use, you know, explain that they are still going to be responsible for the rent. They still need to make partial payments. All the fees, it will add up and then everything will be due. That everything will move forward. But if they still can't make payments, we'll help them find assistance. I think that will resolve most of the issues. Okay, if it doesn't. If you still have someone who can't pay rent and I'm going to assume in this instance that it's not due to a lack of income because there are companies hiring everywhere. So just for this example, someone who refuses to pay rent and it seems like they're using the moratorium for their benefit. The, the eviction moratorium only pertains to non-payment of rent. So we can evict for any other reason under the lease, right? We, can, we still abide by the lease so if they are in a month-to-month -month lease, meaning their first 12 months expired and they didn't sign a new lease, then you can terminate that lease with a 30-day notice. That's a very easy way to initiate those proceedings. It gives them 30 days to decide to pay rent. If there's another reason, let's say they are in a 12-month lease, then you can still 
evict if they have broken the lease in some other way. So I would do a property inspection, see if they have pets, see if they've done damage to the house, see if there's some other way that we can help them, incentivize them to move on their way. Now, I'm simply stating that because I think that's gonna be a super tiny, minute uh, need. I don't think that's really gonna pertain at all. But if you get in a situation where somebody's trying to manipulate the system for their benefit, then that's kind of the route I would go. That is your legal option. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. You should talk to your lawyer and uh, make sure they're going to be the ones to represent you in court. Make sure you review with them your plan uh, to help this resident on their way. That's always a good idea. But that's my two cents on the short-term impact. Long-term impact, I think with coronavirus and this moratorium combined, there are going to be long-term changes and differences. And I don't think we're going back to the old norm. I think it's going to be a new norm. One of those big things that I've talked about multiple times is everything's going to be more virtual. So we're going to have showings online. We're going to have more tenants expect to be able to schedule their own showing and walk through the house on their own. They're going to expect leasing to all be online, not have to be in an office or in person with other people. I think that's completely, completely going to be the new expectation. So if you don't have those systems in place long term, you need to start working on those systems. I think we're going to continue to have a very good rental market. So even though there are some people struggling financially because of different businesses uh, being closed down or limited with the regulations, there are a lot of people who suddenly have to work from home. They need a nicer house than they used to have because it used to be they spent a lot of time at work and then they would just go home in the evenings. Now they're going to spend a lot more time at home and so they're going to want a better house. Kids are going to be schooled at home. I think there's going to be a lot more people looking to spend more of their money on that rental. So I think that is good long-term and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So I think we're going to see more people working from home. I know in the Dayton, Ohio area, we've had large companies shut their doors and just have employees transition to working from home full-time. So that means that people need more space at home. They're going to spend more time at home and they're going to want to invest money in that home having a nice house. That's all good things for us as landlords or property managers or investors. All right, so I think long-term, it is a great time to be a real estate investor. It's a great time to be a landlord. If you don't own rental properties, you need to. You need to buy them. No matter how many you own now, you probably need to buy a few more. So I'm in that boat. I need a few more. And I think that looking forward, we have a really good opportunity ahead of us. I think we're going to have a lot of current property owners who are frustrated with the system and they're tired of 
these crazy regulations and they're tired of an eviction moratorium and they don't have systems in place to manage tenants and they're going to be ready to get out. They're going to be ready to sell and us as investors who are able to get in contact with them, we will be able to help them get out and sell. We'll be able to help them move on. And that is going to be a great opportunity. I think there's also going to be an opportunity where there are people who need to sell their homes. Either they're having financial difficulty because of changes in place with the changing economy, or their job has moved, or they're suddenly working from home and they need a bigger house, or whatever the thing, the situation is, there are a whole bunch of reasons, a whole bunch of uh, outside external forces pushing people to change their housing. And when that happens, that is a big opportunity for us to buy housing, to get housing. So I really think we are on the brink of a great time of opportunity. So uncertainty brings opportunity. There is plenty of uncertainty right now and tomorrow will probably bring more but look at it as a good thing for you as an investor because with that uncertainty comes opportunity and i know you're going to be prepared and you're going to have the strength and the confidence to move forward and seize the opportunity so keep building your dreams one door at a time Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.